Hey, good day, everybody. Thank you for joining us here uh, at Hatfield and for our Say Yes series. And today we're going to be talking about saying yes to generosity. Generosity is such a fantastic concept, experience to have. Have you ever experienced somebody being so generous to you that it it changes your life. I certainly have in, in many ways. One of the ways I can think of is when um, after I left school and wanted to start studying and uh, we didn't have any money in our family. My father died just before that and um, my mom didn't have any money to help me pay for my studies. But the generosity of people helped me to cover the first two years of my studies. And that certainly changed my life. It broke me out of a trap of uh, lack of at that time. It, it set me up for a new level of what God wanted to do in my life. And that's what generosity can do. Generosity can change our lives. Generosity can make uh, life be very different and let us move out of something that seems to be a place where we're stuck in and get us to move into the more that God has for us. Um, and that's why it's so fantastic to talk about generosity and to think about generosity and, and to, so that we can experience more of generosity. And when we say yes to Jesus, we certainly say yes to God's generosity for us. The story is told of Katie Fisher, a 17-year-old girl, that entered the Madison County, Ohio junior livestock sale, hoping that the lambs that she would sell would get a good price. For months, Katie had been battling cancer. She had endured hospital stays and been through chemotherapy a number of times. Before the lamb went on the block, the auctioneer told the audience about Katie's condition, hoping his introduction would push the price per pound above the average of $2 uh, per pound. It did, and then some. The lamb sold for $11.50 per pound. Then the buyer gave it back and suggested the auctioneer sell it again. That started a chain reaction. Families bought it and gave it back. Businesses bought it and gave it back. Katie, Katie's mother said, the first sale is the only one I remember. After that, I was crying too hard. They ended up selling the lamb 36 times that day, raising more than $16,000 in processes for, for Katie. That kind of generosity not only has an impact on a person in terms of their financial situation and change financial situation. You could imagine that Katie's family had medical debts and so much that they've experienced. But more than that, it changes a person's emotional life. It changes a person's hopes and dreams because it tells you that something more is possible. It makes me think of what the scripture says in Ephesians 3 verse 20. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. That is who God is. God is a generous God. A God that can do more than we can even ask or think. That there's no situation that we could be trapped in. No place that we could feel that we caught in. That he cannot overcome and change because of his generous giving. God is our source in everything. Isn't it wonderful that as Christians, we don't have to try and please many gods or, or make offerings to many gods or come and and try and figure out which God did our family upset or which ancestor do we have to uh, get on our side. But we've got one God, one source of everything that we go to. That this Father God of ours, whether your need is emotional, spiritual, financial, relational, 
Whatever it may be, there's one God we go to. And that's why the scripture says in Philippians 4 verse 6, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition and thanksgiving, present your requests to God. In every situation, you can go to God. I can go to God because we know we serve a generous God, a God that has more than we could even imagine. And wants to do more than we can even fathom for us in every situation. In Luke 11 verse 9 to 10, it says, So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be opened. We, we can go to God and we can ask him for the needs we have. We can go and seek from him for the answers we need. And we go and can go and knock and he will open the doors that needs to be opened for us. And this is the case because our God is a generous God. His generosity knows no bounds because God is love. He is generous. Generosity is the nature of God. It is part of his characteristic. It is who he is. He, he seems to just love to do more than we could even imagine is possible because that is who he is. We see his generosity so often displayed throughout scripture. We see certainly his generosity in the life of Jesus. Remember when Jesus fed the 5,000, not only was there enough for the people, but it says that they had their full and there were 12 baskets left over. There was enough for the disciples to even take away, to share with others, to, have, to sustain them for a few days. Remember when Jesus turned the water into wine, not only did he rescue that wedding celebration and rescued that family from such great embarrassment, but it, he actually produced the best wine, wine which you and I know that good wine takes time. Jesus did a miracle that time, that day, so that the best wine was kept for last. The wine that he made in an instant was the best. And that we see his generosity. Our God is a generous God. And I want to share three things to you where we see the generosity of God. The first one is we see his generosity in creation. God is generous in creation. In Psalm 19, verse 1 to 6, the, the psalmist writes, The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day they pour forth speech. Night after night they reveal knowledge. They have no speech, they use no words, no sound is heard from them. Yet their voice goes out into all the earth, their words to the ends of the world. In the heavens God has pitched a tent for the sun. It is like a bridegroom coming out of his chamber, like a champion rejoicing to run his course. It rises at one end of the heavens and makes its circuits to the other. Nothing is deprived of its warmth. God is generous in creation. We see how he withholds no good thing from us from his creatures, that he made this planet for us as a place to dwell, to experience who he is, to experience his generosity. We saw how God created and put Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden and everything they needed was in that garden. Not just what they needed to survive, but what that, that they could enjoy and for their enjoyment. Like 1 Timothy 6 verse 17 refers to um, that God richly provides for us everything for our enjoyment. We can see that in creation. Did, did you know that there are over 750,000 species of insects and more being discovered? 
400 species of 400,000 sorry species of flowers, 200,000 species of edible plants, 10,000 species of birds, and then you can carry on and think about the abundance of God, the abundance of God's creation that displays his absolute generosity and how he made things for us as a gift for us. And James 1 verse 17 says, every good and, per and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. The same God that created the stars and, and, and was so generous in, in, the, in the lights in the sky is the same God that is so generous to us. We see his generosity in creation. If you take some time and just go and spend a little bit of time out in, in, in nature and look at the creation of God, you will experience just that, that overwhelming sense of the generosity of God in how he made things. If you think of your own body, the generosity with which he created your body with the capacity for enjoyment and to, to, to not just survive, but to enjoy things, to, to experience the beauty the majesty of his creation. God is generous in creation. Not only is God generous in creation, probably the place where we see his generosity the most, the clearest, experience it so greatly is God is generous in salvation. Salvation requires generosity. David understood this. Remember, after David sinned with Bathsheba, he realized that he needed forgiveness. And in Psalm 51 verse 12, he says the following, Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me by your generous spirit. Our, our forgiveness, our salvation from our sin and from our rebellion against God is only possible because of the generous spirit of God. Because God is so generous that he finds a way to forgive us. He finds a way to restore us and to change us and to break us free from this cycle of sin and death that we have been caught in from this trap that we cannot help ourselves in. He comes and through his generosity comes and rescues us out of the miry clay, out of the pit that we find ourselves in. He does what John 3, 16 verse 17 tells us of John 3, 16 217, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. We are only, it is only possible for us to be saved because God is so generous, giving the best of what he has, giving his only son, not holding anything back from us, but giving us what we needed and more than what we needed to break us out of the, the, the trap that we, we were in. Salvation always requires generosity on somebody's part. Then if you remember the story of Daniel Rothborough, that is a modern day hero. Um, he, he was involved at the, with the 1999 Columbine shootings. And uh, what he did on that day, it, when two students went on a rampage and, and, killed so many in violence and terror. Um, Daniel st stopped his escape from the building to hold a door open so that other students could escape. And he, was, and, and he was killed while holding the door for others to escape. That generosity of spirit saved the lives of others. And that's, the, that's the generosity of God, that he saved us. I remember Jesus endured the cross 
because of the joy set before him, the joy that was the generosity of his father, the joy that made it possible for us to share heaven with Jesus, to be in heaven with him, to live in eternity with him, in community with God. It is that is what he desired more than anything else. And it is therefore that he was so generous. Um, and it's that generosity that changes things and the generosity that we certainly want to see more of and live in. In Luke 21, verse 2 to 4, we told of the situation where Jesus uh, sat, positioned himself to watch people give the offering at the synagogue. And in verse 2, it says, He also saw a poor widow put in two very small copper coins. Truly, I tell you, he said, this poor widow has put in more than all the others. All these people gave their gifts out of their wealth, but she out of her poverty, but put in all she had to live on. This widow, Jesus says, was more generous than anybody. And he measured her generosity, not so much by what she gave, but what she had left over. She gave everything. She withheld nothing from the little that she had. She withheld nothing. She gave everything. And that's the generosity of God. God withholds nothing from us. 2 Corinthians 8 verse 9 says, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that you through his poverty might become rich. Jesus gave up everything he had. And he became as poor as this widow was and gave because he withheld nothing. He gave everything to us. He didn't hold anything back. That, that is the measure of the generosity of God is when you give without holding anything back. And that's what Jesus did for us. And it's only that level of generosity that could save us from our sin, that could set us free from the captivity that we were in and break us free from this, this cycle, as I said, of sin and death. Jesus saved us. Corrie ten Boom famously said, the measure of a life after all is not its duration, but its donation. Jesus donated to us more than we could even think was possible so that we can live life with him and share in the riches of his kingdom with him. He became poor so that we became rich. God is generous through salvation. He gives salvation generously to all of us, to every one of us. He grants salvation free of charge. The price has been paid by Jesus so that you and I can receive salvation. If you caught in sin, if you caught in a life of desperation and you recognize your rebellion and your struggling and and the, the just the the place where you are of of a life that is not getting better but slowly getting worse or quickly getting worse then come to God come to Jesus and say Lord forgive me and uphold me by your generosity just like David did after he had sinned with Bathsheba did such a terrible sin committed murder to cover it up lied about it when he was confronted with the truth he he recognized it and he said and uphold me by your generous spirit may God's generous spirit uphold us God is generous in salvation not only is God generous in creation or generous through salvation, now he shows his generosity through his people. Through God's people, God shows generosity. Matthew 6 verse 19 to 21, Jesus told us, Do not store up for yourself treasures on earth 
where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourself treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So Jesus said, don't make earthly treasures the thing that your heart desires and aspires to, because that will only lead you to disappointment. That will only lead you to heartache. That only leads to failure. But put your heart in the treasures that lasts forever. Put your heart in heaven. Store up for yourself treasures in heaven. Have you ever wondered, how do you store up for yourselves treasures in heaven? What is heaven's exchange rate? You know, um, I'm going to the UK soon and I'm having to work out just the money, you know, and it's so terrible for every pound that you want to buy, you have to spend 20 rand and the exchange rate's really not favorable. It's, it's, it makes everything so expensive. But imagine heaven, this perfect place, this place of beauty, this place where the streets are, <clears throat> are paved with gold, where there's pearly gates. Imagine the exchange rate of heaven. If you wanted to invest on earth so that you could purchase for yourself something in heaven, what would that exchange rate be? What would it cost you? And we all know that there's, there's no earthly wealth that can secure for us anything in heaven. But what Jesus does tell us here, if we want to invest in heaven, then we have to invest in what heaven is all about. And heaven is all about the people that will be with God for eternity. And it's our generosity that is the generosity of God that gets displayed through his people that causes God, that causes people to be able to see that God is real, that God loves them, and that it's that generosity that can take the sacrifice of Jesus, make it real for a person, so that that person can be broken free from the, from the curse and from the trap that they are in. It is through our generosity that we display and, and draw people's attention to the generosity of God. Our generosity can't save people. Our generosity can't set people free ultimately from the curse of sin and death. But our generosity, inspired by God, empowered by God, can cause people to recognize God's generosity. It can be like an advert, like a, like a promo, a trailer towards God's generosity that can draw them. And, and God will do more than what we can even imagine with our generosity. Nothing we give up for God's sake, for the sake of God's kingdom and for the sake of people to get to know who God is, is, is wasted. It, it is always will be rewarded in life hereafter and in heaven and even some of it here on earth. As the missionary Jim Elliott famously said, he is no fool who gives up what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. If we give up some of our material possessions on earth and to be generous to others, it's, we won't lose it, but we actually invest it in that which will last for eternity. And, and we secure for ourselves and for others the more that God has that we can even ask or think. Luke 6 verse 38, Jesus said, Give and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over will be poured into your lap. For where the measure you use, it will be measured to you. <coughs> Excuse me. Because we recognize how generous God has been towards us. The measure God used for, to, to give to us is the measure of not holding anything back, but giving us more than what we even thought we needed. 
Jesus says, if we use that same measure to give to others, then he will pour out into our lap the more than we could even think is possible. More than we could even imagine, Jesus will give to us more than that. Not and, and we shouldn't make this about material things merely. I think it has definitely has elements of material blessing and material favor in it. But it is so much more than that because the material things aren't everlasting. It is the kingdom of God that is everlasting. It is the, the, the love of Jesus for people, people getting to know God, people getting saved, people getting to be discipled on our front lines and us experiencing the grace of God, the power of God on our front lines. That is the measure that we want to, to use so that we, we don't keep anything of our lives back from God. We give it all to him and we say in every place, in every space, Lord, I'm available to be your disciple and to disciple others, to go and make disciples, to share your generosity with others, Lord. There's no place that I withhold from you. That's the generous life. That's a life of, that is held by, upheld by a generous spirit. A generous person is not just because we're able to give much financially. Yes, that is a display of generosity. But a greater display, even a deeper display, is giving all of our lives to our front lines everywhere to say, Lord, use us. Someone once said that there are three kinds of givers, the flint, the sponge, and the honeycomb. To get anything out of a flint, you must hammer it. And then you get only chips and sparks. To get water out of a sponge, you must squeeze it. And the more you use pressure, the more you will get. But the honeycomb just overflows with its own sweetness. Which kind of giver are you? That's a little bit of a silly illustration. But I think we want to be those givers that are like honeycombs that just overflow wherever you put us. We, are a, we spread the fragrance of the aroma of who God is. Some will reject that aroma, but for some it will be a, a, a gift of life. It'll be the, the, the smell of life that we bring into every space where we go. We want to overflow with generosity and be those that are generous in God and give everything that we have because God is more than we could even think. I want to remind you of the, 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 our word for the year, unimaginable good. Remember in 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9, we started the year with this verse. What no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love him. God has done unimaginable good in your life by his generosity. Because he's displayed his generosity to you through the creation. And through, he sustains you, he provides to you through his creation. And he overflows his goodness through his creation to us. He overflows to us in salvation. He saved us. He gave us the riches of the kingdom of God because he withheld nothing from us. And through, his, through us, God can make known his generosity to the world around us. Through us, he makes it known to each other as a community. We are generous to one another. We display to each other. Remember, as it says in Acts, and there were no one with any need among them. We give generally, not compulsory, not because of some scheme we have or some, some, some organized uh, system that we have merely, but because our hearts overflow. We overflow with generosity towards one another and we overflow with generosity to the world around us. We give, we use um, 
faith promise, for instance, we use our offerings, we, we respond to the Spirit. When the Spirit of God lays it on our hearts to be generous to somebody, we show that generosity so that others can praise God. Others can see who God is. Others can experience and be broken out of their trap and of their pit and out of the prison and the captivity of, of this thief that comes to steal, kill and destroy. The thief of, of our souls, the enemy of our lives comes to take away from us, to, to minimize us, to, to cancel us, to make us less than, to put pressure on us, to burden us, to to encamp us, to restrict us, but God comes to enlarge us. God comes to give us more, to give us overflow. And that is only possible because he is generous. He is generous. And so I want to pray for you that the generosity of God will overflow in your life and through your life. If you're right now in a place where you're saying, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling constricted, I'm feeling restricted, I'm feeling pressurized, and there's, I'm not living in this generosity of God, then I want to pray with you and trust with you for God's wisdom, for God's truth to, to be revealed, to be shown in your situation, that you can experience that which Jesus has made available for you, life and life in abundance through his generosity. And that through you, the generosity of the Spirit of God can overflow to others. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you that you are a generous God that your generosity is real towards us, that your generosity is present here with us in this world and in our lives. I know, Lord, that we live in a world that is broken, that is fallen, and we have an enemy that comes to steal, kill, and destroy, that, that finds ways to come and take away from us, to put us under pressure, to restrict us, to hem us in, to withhold from us. But we thank you, Jesus, that you came to give us life and life that overflows. Thank you, Jesus, that you are greater than our enemy, that greater is he that is within us than he that is in the world, that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that you are Lord, that you will ultimately have your way, that your abundance will is our story, Lord, that your overflow, that your generosity is what shapes our lives. And so, Father, I pray for every one of us. I pray for every person with me uh, hearing this message. I pray, Lord, right now for your generosity to overflow in their lives in the name of Jesus, that they will see and experience your generosity. Break them free from the, 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 the prison that the enemy has put them in, in the name of Jesus. Even, Lord, where they've made some bad decisions and where they've acted in a, in a wrong way, I pray, Lord, that you will bring them to repentance that they will, like David, ask for your forgiveness, that you would cleanse them and that your generosity will, uh, with, will uphold them. I pray for that in Jesus' name. And then I pray, Lord, that through us, your people, your generosity will be displayed to this world, that the people of this world will see the generosity of our God, that they, their attention will be arrested by the generosity of our God, that, that through us, through your overflow, through your pouring out into our laps, the more than we could even ask or think, the unimaginable good, Lord, of the generosity of spirit that we can have, that we can forgive others generously, that we can make time and, and give our energy to others, Lord, that even where we can financially, we can contribute, Lord, that through us, the generosity of God will be made known to people in this world so that your kingdom will come 
on earth as it is in heaven. And I thank you for that, Lord Jesus. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your blessing. Thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you for not withholding anything from us, but giving us everything we needed for life and godliness. We love you, Lord Jesus. We lift you up in Jesus' name. And we all together say, Amen. May you just experience the Lord's generosity in this week and be a vessel of his generosity to others. May the Lord bless you.